0: Yo, entrepreneurs! thanks for tuning into the podcast. This is the place to help you start and build a disruptive brand and impact the universe.
1: You're locked into the grind where we give you the inside track, the what goes on behind the scenes while we start our new business. Hopefully you'll learn what it takes to launch a successful brand as we share our learning with you. So follow along and let us know what you think. And if there's anything we didn't cover or you'd like to learn, drop us your questions and we'll be sure to answer them. Welcome to Branchpreneur Podcast. This is The Grind, and we've made it to episode three already. That is... Three weeks in. ...getting gassy already. I can start to feel the momentum. We've done quite a few of these recordings now. We should uh, we should at least be getting to grips with the cameras and the, the audio. It's when you're doing everything by yourself. You tend to always forget. One thing, Nish. Don't know what you're talking we about. Just check, <laughs> we just checked the cards, <laughs> and it's all good, so... We're officially, we're officially ready to roll. So yeah, this is the Grind podcast. And if you're new here every week, we talk about building a startup, building a brand, what it takes, what's happening behind the scenes, and following us as we walk the walk and try and take on the world with our new company. So boys, we're, we're chatting today. What are we talking about? Nitty gritty stuff. Nitty gritty stuff. So
2: like... What are the things you need to put in place when you're starting?
1: Yeah, that's really relevant right now. So we've just got to that stage where had an idea. I've had many ideas, <laughs> and this is the <laughs> yeah. hopefully uh, the final idea before any, you know, sub pivots. We'll call them. So we have big pivots, and then we have sub pivots.
0: Yeah, I think we're always ready to pivot. That's always it. ready
1: to pivot. It's like a like a basketball player. And is if you, you don't know pivot? if you
0: don't know what pivot means, just in case, if you're. Not in from the the startup world. You're listening in, and a pivot is basically a change of direction, like it is in sports, but happens to be when you're building a startup. The pivot happens very often, like a basketball game,
1: or like a derby fan. But yeah, there's nothing opti- wrong. Your optimism pivots wrong. every week, no. as I
0: find out.
2: <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm
0: a
2: Man United fan, so I'm
0: feeling 100%. It. Sometimes going down the pivot road, and like I think anyone that's been building business or brands will know, like you're going to be, you have to be willing to do it, and I think you can't be disheartened by it. I think we spent quite a few weeks, months, going through pivots, and uh, it definitely happens. I think there be. A, I think there should be a whole episode on pivots. That's probably. Uh, yeah,
1: we're making it sound fun, but when you <laughs> when you're in that pivot, <laughs> it ain't pretty. It's no, I, uh, I think it's we could, I, I think we could def- dip.
0: Yeah, I could de- I definitely think we can start there before we go into what it takes to like the steps of maybe building a brand from the ground up. Because I feel like exploring those ideas and doing the research is actually a bit like in here, which is.
1: Yeah, you've been open to change, right? I think one of the interesting things that I've learned already on this journey is if you're not open to the adaptability of moving the business or moving your idea, you can become stuck very quickly. And we had that a few times. So again, that purpose piece that we talked about in one of the other episodes, that that motorway, not the, the, sub, yeah. uh, the sub roads, the A roads, as we say, or the B roads. It's making sure that your motorway is going to, to one place is, is really helpful because the pivots are hard when you, you have an idea and you question it, like we had at the beginning with the TripAdvisor for Products bit, which obviously has some value in where our product's going, which we'll touch on at a later stage, but completely changing the idea away from the core thing that we we thought was going to work was quite hard in the beginning. Yeah. You know,
0: I think sometimes the emotions of it as well, of like, you come up with this idea and in your head you're creating it. You're spending time and energy output. Like there's been times where we go away on a Friday happy. Like we just like, yeah man, we've got the idea. We've got, we've got the name. We know everything. And I come back on a Monday and Matt's gone, <laughs> nah man, like, it's not <laughs> fucking right. And I'm just like, yeah, like, I just, like, just changed my vision board. Like, yeah. just, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, it just happened. But it's happened consistently. Yeah. But I think the thing is, being able to understand that is a process. And I think, like, we've been told this by people, and it's something that I have as a mantra, but, like, you have to trust the process. Like, well, it's going to be a process. In
1: the sun. What you've said is really yeah. interesting, and I'm just going to interject, yeah. so, excuse me for a sec. But actually, the the one thing that's helped us is when you put what I'm calling markers in the sand, right? When you go away and you visualize something or you make the logo or you change the holding page, when you actually record on paper that that thing's happened, that helps steer you towards where you need to go. The times we've left on a Friday and actually not conclusively gone, okay, well, let's let's update that Word document with the new business idea. If we haven't done that, you spend the whole of that time leaving everything open to interpretation. And that's when you come a little bit sticky. And I think maybe where we get to with this episode which is interesting is like what do you actually need to set up a business it's like what are the markers in the sand that are a must-have for you to be able to kind of harness and record your vision to be able to talk about it to people
0: and these are the initial steps and then there's probably a long form one which we dip into each of the sections which are a bit more hardcore but we'll go through the initial steps that we've probably gone through a few times in this podcast so so
2: from an outside looking in and having a bit I think the biggest thing more recently as a result of a pivot mm. and as a result of a change of something so fundamental to how you would start up is a brand name and a brand
1: logo or identity, which is something that you have had to change yeah. in the last like week or so. Right? this is yeah. the curse of the marker, because when you've actually gone to the extent of designing a logo and a brand name and a, a look and feel, when you've got to change that, I mean, maybe we've actually been holding on to it for too long. Yeah. We, could have, we could have pivoted we could the name and brand earlier.
0: But. Well, I think it's the first time we got a dot-com, wasn't it? I've, I've never seen Matt so excited. He went upstairs We've got a dot-com. And he went, oh, we've got a dot-com, because the word was basically made up, and we decided that we wanted a word that kind of symbolised the business. So the first working kind of title of the business was actually Q U N E I F Y. We wanted to lose the E, but we couldn't get the dot-com. Um, that was kind of a combination of... Concepts that we came up like unifying this process of like purchasing a product and transactions and
1: yeah Well, we were initially tackling the um, like the review space right and you know how people use reviews to make product purchase decisions and one of the interesting things that we looked at when we did our research was the idea of like going back to the Sapiens time and the first ever recorded language or any writing that was ever recorded was on clay tablets, and it was called Cuneiform. And, and it and was it a essentially a receipt. So that's where it came so from. So that's where yeah, it came yeah. from. I and mean, yeah. we changed the, the, the letter, obviously, because uh, the C didn't look right. But essentially, Cuneify was, was born out of the Cuneiform language and the verification of a purchase. And the
0: idea was that you could look at verified reviews from people that you trusted, and then if you interacted with those reviews or use them to purchase, they would then get a kickback. You know that was a kind of model that we were, really which is
1: still uh, <laughs> by some way in the business. So, don't get excited, think you can uh, <laughs> yeah, take, take the idea away. and run away with it. But,
0: but also, there's a lot of big review platforms, and I think you know it, it the, the problem fundamentally, you know, and then this is the problem whether do you trust I, I look at reviews of people I don't trust and still listen to them. So, I think there was a lot around the psychology and behavior reviews that yes, there is some currency in the fact that As people you know but
2: so in that instance the brand name was really pivotal to the actual business well it was a manifestation
1: of the why right and again that what we were really conscious about doing and and it took us a long time to come up with that first brand name we're talking like months because we were like we needed something that explained the concept or meant something to us and not necessarily if you ever heard of cunify you'd have understood it and loads of people said to us oh that's a shit name whatever but actually for us we were like cool that's one of those things that can grow on people because it actually means something we didn't create just a random word like it had its roots in something
0: I think every time that we've started anything the first question will be so what is it called you you say an idea and then the first thing people are going to say is what is it called so I I feel like the first point we've got on here is probably brand name yeah I I think most people stress about that like I I know anyone that's got a new idea a brand name is really important especially now there's so many brand names out there like anything you search has got a context or a website or another meaning it's really difficult
1: yeah. and what you said about the dot com is really important like every time we've had a concept or come up with a business the first thing that i do is check the domain name like it's so crucial and our actual business name still is called cunify will trade as as a new name for for the actual product but the the holding business will still be called cunify so we got the dot com for that and actually there was Just nothing. It was just one of those rare occasions where the dot com was available and also nothing else, if you searched it, came up. So when when you start when you start in a business and you're coming up with a name, it's really important to one, make sure that people can and this may be where we had a bit of an issue with CUNIFs, does it have an E? Why does it have an E? Blah 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 blah. But if that's not clear and you search that and you get lost in other people, it's very difficult to translate. But then also you've got the things around it, which is like the trademarking. One of the things that uh, Phil and I have learned the hard way on from a naming point of view, especially with Disrupt, we had a fucking legal case against us, not for the name itself because you can't trademark certain words. Similar company. We had a similar company and it was actually the fact, it was our domain name that got us in trouble. It was because our domain name crossed over the territories of another company and
2: at the time did you have any insight into that no at the time you had you no not really, really. we Just didn't we didn't
0: we knew about we knew disrupt was going to be a really difficult name i mean we were very lucky on socials to have at disrupt i mean we managed to get that and 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 but yeah we didn't we never thought we could really trademark the word disrupt and you, and you can not because of the, the way it is the context but it's something that we've definitely learned to look into i mean we, you know we had liam from hype clothing and he talked about licensing especially for a clothing brand. Yeah. So when you're operating in different verticals, I think for an agency it's not as troublesome in a, in a way because you're not licensing out your brand, but creating something like, you know, from the rated awards or from you know brand entrepreneurs trademarked it, it's something that we did really early on because we loved the word and we were really surprised nobody actually had used it. So definitely worth looking into. So if you're going to look to w- launch a global business, yeah. I think the other thing that I've seen other people make mistakes, and we haven't made this yet, is looking up what it means in other languages. Yeah. I think there's been a few cases of people who've started brand names and realised, like in in German, it means like something they can't use. So I think That's it is it is yeah. important, yeah, to, uh, for, to 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 relook at all angles. But I think brand name is really difficult, but it has to mean something to the founders, yeah. like that, you know. And 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 or more explain on, the concept, or explain the concept on the on the tin. I mean, know?
1: this is a whole like. Logoizing and is that a word? I'm just making it up. up so logoizing <laughs> is uh, definitely a word, and <laughs> there's a, there's a few ways that you can build a logo and a brand name is like different. You know, it could be a made up name. Well, that's a whole other episode in general. But figuring out, you know, what what it is is it just one word? Is it amalgamation of two words? Is it something that's just completely made up? Like Kleenex, I imagine that was completely made up at the time. Hoover, Hoover was a completely made up word, yeah. yeah. And now people, when you when you, what do you do? You Hoover your flat. Yeah. You well, don't Hoover, you vacuum your flat. But that's
0: what happened. It happens, isn't it? It's like you're gonna Uber it. Like you just a- words exactly. become. So that's really important. Yeah. Even when like you think
1: Google,
2: about your brand, right?
0: re- Go- right? Go- Well, Google is, a, is is a number, isn't it? It's a it's a number bigger Googleplex, than. Googleplex. It's Googleplex. So that's um cool. uh, obviously Uber's German for good. I think is that what it means? I think it's Uber. Is a yeah very bar. good. Airbnb was to do with the blow up bit. Airbnb and breakfast. So like. There's also so many different ways. I think you've got to be more creative now. I think the ultimate challenge is, you know, you want people to talk about your product to their friends. So if they're going to do that, how do they explain it? I'm going to Uber. It's really easy. If it was called... I imagine te-
1: they had some really fucking hard times <laughs> of Uber, right?
0: I don't know how they did I mean, that would be Maybe really interesting. Maybe it's not trademarked. But they rolled it out in every country called Uber. I haven't seen it called anything else. Like, usually, sometimes you can go to different countries and you find do they like
1: have Uber.com? Because they started as Uber Cab, right? And they must have spent a load of money on Uber. com. We're already uh, even some of the new concepts we come up with for the domain. We've already found some of the little fuckers with uh, the com, and we've already spoke to a few of them. And some of those prices are ridiculous. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, there? <laughs> yeah, Uber. com. So I imagine they paid a uh, pretty penny for that, for sure. So I think definitely, and then those
0: are the uh, the ad- the admin side. I think, like, you know, there's a creative side and then there's the administration side of, of, of starting a business. So that's registering a company, making sure you have your directors and your, you know, your company registration an account and a bank account because you're going to need to pay for things. And like a lot of people forget all that admin side and like we definitely get more co cre- caught up in the creative but there's, you know, it's something that we've had to learn to get used to and and do um, from the beginning.
1: Yeah, and even um, there's a little bit of a point in terms of just registering a UK business, right? There's the, you can register a UK business, so you've got the name, and you can leave it dormant, which means you don't have to file like annual returns and stuff. And then you've got, you know, running an a- an active business like a registered business, which you do have to pay annual returns, which can be quite expensive. So just understanding what stage you're at with that business to be able to navigate through that it makes, makes a lot of sense. It's just worth getting an accountant or someone just to help you, yeah. help I, you structure I, that in general. I
0: think that's really, if you know, we, we'll, we'll probably talk in another episode about the fundamental like c- founders team, but actually the outside founding team is like a legal representative and a lawyer, um, lawyer sorry, and an accountant. I think in all of our businesses, the first two people we've ever spoke, spoke to, you, to yeah. about an idea has been a, an accountant, Shout out Gareth from Whitmore, uh, who always, always looked after our, our businesses at the beginning. And then a legal representative to just to figure out, you know, if we needed contracts or we need a shareholders agreement. I think, again, if you're doing founding partners with people who are maybe not as close, you've done this for a first business, getting the right shareholders agreements between you, really understanding that is re- is important as well. So these are all things that
1: you need even pre-set
0: up. And there's a lot of information online that you can find.
1: I just think the most helpful thing as well, aside from just the... The actual infrastructure is just, like I said, get the markers in the sand, register the Twitter handles, even if you create a basic logo, just yeah. try and find some way to solidify and put your idea into the universe, yeah. because if anything, it helps you, right? It helps you talk about it. It gives you the confidence to tell other people about it. And if you don't have those in place, it's very difficult. You know, if you're going to networking events and people are, okay, what, what's your business? If you know that you've either got a business card or you've got a holding page or you've registered a domain, it gives you that confidence to be able to talk with conviction that you're actually doing something. And I think as much as anything, that universal momentum is as important.
2: And then like, what about talking about it with other people, right? So you've got all that other stuff, but there needs to be some level of clarity within yourself about the idea of the business so that you can communicate it, right? Yeah, there has to be a certain level. But if I tell
0: you a story about when me and Matt first started the agency, when we went into a meeting with Atlantic Records and we were asked to be like pitch on a digital platform, and me and Matt had just started a digital agency, and they said, okay, you need to pitch for Alicia. Was it Alicia Dixon?
1: Something like
0: that. Like her digital social strategy. And we had just started, this is nine years ago, and we literally went, like, Google digital marketing, pulled off like some ideas of like a page strategy and went in and pitched. We knew
1: how to design and build the we website knew, and do that we stuff. We had a website,
0: you know, we could make it look real. And then we went in and the guy, I remember this line, there was this thing that said, how are you going to improve the CTR by 25%? Did or, you have any idea what the CTR was? No, we time. had no clue. But, but we, we, we smiled and we went, here's an idea. We're going to put some content together, like video. And then he went, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I, think, I think there's two ways of doing this. Yes, you need to have a fundamental idea. But at the same time, You've got to be able to like just do shit and like say you can do it sometimes you have to say stuff you can do and then
1: I think the most basic thing you can do is just explain what problem you're solving yeah, it comes back to the the basics of business and so many people miss this out. What problem are you solving? No business in this world really transacts without a solution to a problem, whether that's a tiny problem, whether that's someone wants to be entertained or whether that's someone needs their windowscreen wipers fixed there there is a solution which was what every business should do and there's probably a few different types of businesses we can get into that at another time but you know like what we had with the agencies a service-based business and then you can have the product-based business which is essentially what we're going into but solving a problem if you can articulate how you're solving a problem and then figure out what the business model is the minimum you can do to tell anyone is tell them what problem
0: and that's that's where we're at now we're still figuring out business model but we know that there's a fundamental idea and a problem there, which is sometimes the hardest way, like people going with a business model with no real idea.
1: We know what the business is. How we model the finances is not 100% tuned. And
0: actually, I think one of the things that you just said there, going out and being able to talk to people about it, and if they ask you questions and you can't answer them, it really shows where you're going wrong. So actually, like, being able to go out, like, I remember even on this course of the last few months, we've gone out and told people about the ideas We've been questioned. That it's made us rethink our ideas and come back stronger. So I actually think just telling people stuff and getting in initial feedback, whether it's your friends, mum, dad, whatever, like just get that feedback and then, then work on it. It doesn't have to be perfect. I think too many people, in my opinion, come and go, everything has to be perfect. I need to have a fully functioning this, fully functioning logo. And like actually, just go out and tell people about it. Just get
1: the like, MVP everything, minimum viable brand name, minimum viable logo, minimum viable holding page. Like people talk about MVPs a lot, but I think people misinterpret what the MVP is. There's an MVP of everything. Every stage is an MVP. Brand name, MVP. Even now with our new brand name, it's kind of an MVP still. It might change slightly, but it's, we're just trying to get the communication of the concept and, and the business out there. So MVP everything is, is really important.
0: Uh, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing most people come up to me and Matt or maybe say well, entrepreneurs and they, they come up with an idea and they go, I just don't know how to start. Like, that's the thing. Like, uh, And there's a m- yeah. the amount of people that come up to me and just like, go, I've got this idea, Phil. I'm like, it's cool. Let me listen to this idea. And then I go, so what have you done towards what the idea? What steps
1: have you taken Nothing. towards it? Have you built a holding page? Have you done a questionnaire? Have you validated in any way that that is even the slightest of a problem? But also, you know, when you're going out and getting feedback, you have to be really careful of, Getting too much feedback and how you act upon that feedback. There's many times we've had one conversation with someone and we've got back in a room and gone, ah, oh, it's not going to work. We've got to change everything, and we've done that a few times, maybe for the right reasons or for the wrong reasons. But you just have to sit on that information a little bit because too many cooks do definitely spoil the. Boy. Well, I
2: mean, you can't please everybody, can you? Right. Yeah. But there's definitely things that people will tell you that I'm sure will help. Yeah. Finesse an idea.
0: I think you know as well. I think we've gone through this process a little bit now, and through the f- a few times, you know when an idea isn't sitting right. Yeah, I think you, felt you know it, it in your gut. You right. know it in your gut, and sometimes you can try and push through and go, "Yeah, it's all right." And then if you know it's not right, you need to listen to that emotional reaction to you not knowing it's, it's yeah, you it's right. Resist. You just resist hug. it. You know, does it really get you excited? Because ultimately, if you're going to get up for however long, let's just say a lifetime, and work towards this thing. It has to be really fucking ingrained in, in what you want to do. And I think if it isn't, then don't bother yeah. because it's not worth it. It's not worth the pain of like trying to do it. But if it is, if you're getting up every day and it's like, the, I need to figure out this problem. I need to figure out this problem. Yeah.
1: What's the solution? What's this like? If you're, if you're questioning it all the time, then do it. You've got to be willing to learn from everything. There's a point where our business transcended into insurance. We spent literally a month in much. insurance trying to rebuild a product around insurance i mean it wasn't just straight insurance like you think but we were looking at how insurance is going to change and evolve and what was really interesting about that was none of us even cared remotely about insurance and we were both sitting there all the time feeling that tug of insurance but we went to see insurance companies we went and sat with we were we did all of it insure
0: tech people like we pitched this idea and like... As an insurance business. As an insurance business with no insurance experience. And sometimes, like, you know, I'm not saying you have to have an experience in exactly the field that you're going to, but if you, we, weren't, we weren't fully passionate about, about taking out insurance company or disrupting that. But so the
1: interesting I, thing was everything that we learned along the way and actually insurance for our business going forward, all of that was absolutely vital because it's an integral part of our next product.
0: And it does disrupt insurance. And it does disrupt
1: insurance by nature. So again, it's just about being willing to go on those journeys and learn and sometimes you don't have the luxury of time to, to go on those but we probably spent longer than we needed to in it and we should have just listened to ourselves a little bit earlier but we everything that we learned in that process is absolutely valuable and we've actioned all of it and it has all had an impact on the next wow. the next pivot
0: and that's really interesting because ultimately like there is no startup school like the, the, the school of hard knocks does not like they don't teach you this shit when you're 11, like this is not what you go through at school like these emotional feelings of like I've got an idea, shit, got to start again, like you don't know, so actually part of this process is to explain that we did this for six months almost to try and figure out an idea and that's what you're going to go through, you might go through six months, you might go through a year, you might go through two years, we might fail at this business and start again because that's what we have to be willing to take on and I I think it's ultimately like we had to look at ourselves maybe a few months ago and go are we willing to put ourselves through the hard part of it because this is quite hard Like, I well think it was
1: nice having the idea like telling people we've got this great idea for a business is one thing and you kind of become it's like the romance the honeymoon stage of yeah we've got this new business coming we're working on something great but the reality fucking hits hard man when you've actually got to answer hard questions or it's not good enough it's not right or it's not going to work there becomes a point where you you have to answer to that and no one else really gives a shit people will sit and entertain and say yeah great sounds great all the time but You've got to go back, sit in a room and go, shit, is that, is that really going to work? Is that what we're going to be able to do? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a
0: lonely process. And I think you just have to be ready for that. And it's nice to have, like as a, you, you saying, go and talk to people about it. That's actually really good. Because it's very much like we sat in a room almost for like a month with three people every day going round, drawing oh, on a chalkboard. Like, I've got the video, like... Just round in circles almost. Like we we'd go round and come back to the same question, and like,
1: Every time.
0: and like, I think you have to go through that process. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that you can skip it out. But at the same time, you just have to be ready for the fact that that is a process that might take a while, and that's that encompasses all of these things. Like you know, you build a brand and then you have to scrap it and start again. And go. also
1: having people, other people involved. Like if you're doing it on your own might be slightly easier because you are responsible for that but there's points where we're all sat in a room and we're looking at the same thing going through the same process but all interpreting the outcome completely different we're all thinking that it's different things so even just being able to manage you know a a small team of three founders communicating and understanding and articulating this is really really difficult
2: yeah really difficult (laughs) yeah and I imagine when you're in that with other people That becomes quite a nice thing to have, right? So there's three of you when it comes to reboxed, But if you're one sole individual, it becomes a lot trickier and harder, right? So I guess in the case of you guys being able to communicate relatively effectively around some of those issues and scenarios, that really helps. And when you're going through those moments when you are having to make big decisions and you're feeling Mm. like it doesn't sit right in your gut, like being able to communicate that and get over those bumps, quit as sooner rather than later, is actually yeah. like yeah. super helpful, yeah. right? And that's,
0: yeah. you know, I like I said, I think we we'll talk deeper about having a founding team. You know, I'm really lucky that me and Matt have worked together for a long time. So without even talking, sometimes we can know the ro- the role, the responsibility, how he's feeling because of yeah. the language of communication. But like I said, it's we're used I to d- working together. Yeah, right? I, don't, I don't, I wouldn't be able to do it on my own. Like I'm just like, I, there's not many solo. Like say, solopreneurs. solopreneurs it's like it's really difficult like and even in silicon valley there's it's there's not many people will put money into a one-person team it's just and that's what i'm saying you have to find the people around you and i think we'll delve into the next episode i think talking about creating a team and the founding team and the roles and responsibilities but like i said like the these first five steps are just creating a brand you even need them if you're going to find a, a co-founder because you'll need to take so, go to something with somebody with an idea
1: and you want to try and push it forward as easy uh, well as clearly as possible like just get some business cards printed like you can do all these things so inexpensively you can find someone on Upwork to build you uh, a website holding page you can literally get one of those things from WordPress like it's so easy to get turn your idea into some into, kind yeah. of reality and we've lived our whole lives on this even when we had our agency we had a deck that looked like we were a fully operating agency. Our ability and our skill set between us, one with my design background and Phil, like being able to get us meetings in this background, we were able to pull these things together. And there is that whole fake it till you make it thing. I mean, I don't I don't subscribe to it entirely, but you have to have the belief that you can see through what you're doing. Like we were able to everything we put in a deck, no matter how high end that deck looked, we were able to deliver on it maybe didn't necessarily understand the CTR at that time, but I was we delivered f- it. straight on fucking Google and we straight made it happen, you know? Yeah, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I think, yeah, you definitely have to believe in it. And that, that, I think that was part of the issue, with, like we had to find an idea. You have to find an idea that you truly, truly believe in, yeah. that you really have to like that. And then we'll go back to that. But like I said, idea number one, name number two, I'm looking for the notes, website branding number three, logo.
2: So we'll wrap it up there, Nish.
1: the camera's nice cool so
2: um it sounds like there are like so there's a creative space which is like branding um logos all that then there's an operational element to it so let's just go through them so brand name logo website domain social handles trademarking business
1: cards i mean i would really encourage as well the first thing you do is to put like uh, Guiding document together, and we call them decks and they 're not necessarily investor decks always, but when we first start out it 's just putting you know some Google slides a PowerPoint together that just articulates what it is you 're trying to do, even whether you're using you know free stock imagery or reference imagery just to bring the concept tightly to life it's really important and, it, and you know when you're working in a, like a founding team like us one of the great things that we've been, like, I'm able to go away and design like a look and feel for the brand and come back to the guys. When we first yeah, d- uh, d- designed yeah. our first app, I went away and almost designed as a first app, knocked it up on iPhone screens and showed the guys it. And they were like, oh fuck, this is actually real. And it, it wasn't necessarily for outward facing, but it gave our internal team the belief that this is actually a product that we're working on. And I think it's really important to set those markers in the sand down.
0: Yeah, 100%. And then, it, like the admin side, like I said, bank account, um, legal, shareholders' agreements, um, accountancy, still really important. You know, yeah. you track all your spending. Like, it's very easy, and we've done this before in business at the beginning, to outlay a lot of money personally and not track it. We're doing
1: it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Like, so we're I think doing it now. just trying to get into those habits, which we are getting better at, which is trying to keep admin side, because no one likes admin. Let's be honest, unless you're a really administrative person, we're both creatives. Yeah, it isn't fun, but you have to you have to love it as much as the creative side. So like I said, we're, we're getting into that part and we'll go through in separate episodes setting up a bank account, setting up like the legal side of it. Um, but yeah, that's also really important, especially if you want to scale a business quickly. Those parts of the business are actually having the right admin in place. If you don't have it, you can't scale because people are going to look at whether you need loans from the bank, whether you need shareholders agreement or equity schemes for your staff, like all that stuff needs to be set
1: up. Yeah, one of the things I really want to put in place going forward is just systems and automation like we did so much manual stuff with our agency and by nature like an agency is quite an invoice and transaction like a paper transaction like there's no there's not a lot of systems i mean there's a lot more systems now don't get me wrong and we we put a few in place but going forward building really robust systems that allows us to focus away from the bullshit tasks and focus on what we're good at is going to be really important so I'm probably going to do some stuff on that. And I'll, as we go through this process of what systems, we'll just drop those into the links and stuff for people as well. Because I think that'd be really useful. That's it. Let's That's wrap
0: it up. I mean, let's just chat about the t-shirts, Nish. I mean, we've got, we're both wearing branded t-shirts. I mean,
1: You're like mirrors of each other. Yeah,
0: yeah. This is my, uh, I'm red and he's, he's black. Right. <laughs> this, so this is our, we've got a few t-shirts. We'll be, we'll be using at the events. I think we'll give away a couple on the, the uh, the, ev- the events that we do. Maybe some competitions. But again, like this is part of what you're saying, make the brand real. I think we probably did this like before we put even it on a coat,
1: and we were like, yes, let's go, let's, get m- on let's on make seats. a podcast. Let's do it. So let's I think get on on cars.
0: I think it's really important. Like, I wear this now, like I wore it at the talk in, in Goa, and I, and I feel like this is part uniform, part like just gives me something that I'm really proud of wearing. So, I can, again, just making it outside of business, like business cards, T-shirts. Like. Yeah, sure. I think we were our first agency where those jackets made, didn't we, first? Like, first yeah, we, had, we had a did. jacket
1: before we had a deck. <laughs> yeah. it, it was great.
0: And then um, I think the other thing as well, like if you've got questions or you want to know things that are about what's happening and as it happens, send them in to us. I think that would be, be awesome to bring in some of the questions from people. Yeah, and we'll want answer
1: in the comments below. If there's any, anything you've got, we'll either bring them up in the next episode or we'll respond directly into the comments as well.
0: Good. So we'll see you next time.
1: If you're locked in on YouTube and this is something that really tickles your fancy, just make sure you hit the subscribe bell. I'm not sure whether YouTube will even give you this amazing content if you do that because of all the algorithms and that. But make sure you do listen on the podcast app that is the iTunes one, I believe, or Spotify. Just subscribe. All links below. Just subscribe. Subscribe
0: to that and we'll be back next week. Yeah. Peace.
1: that's a wrap people hope you enjoyed that episode if there's anything we didn't cover or if you have any questions hit us up on social and if you want more than just our voices don't forget to head over to our youtube channel where you can watch back these episodes in full